Hello and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you are having a great day wherever you are. So in today's episode, we're going to do something different. Um, recently, the United States Commission on Religious Freedoms, um, on International Religious f- Freedoms, should I say, um, had made a skating announcement um, to ban all Indian agencies in the United States uh, because there was a decrease in human... There was a decrease, basically, on... um, What can I say? Uh, Religious rights for minorities. Okay? You heard it right. USCIRF appeals appeals to President uh, Biden to sanction Indian agencies um, because of the simple fact that um, religious freedom for minorities. Now, who really is the United States? Um, who is the United States uh, Center for Religious Freedoms? Um, what do they do? Who they are? So let's unpack all of that, and we'll take it from there. Okay. So um, in 1998, the United States passed the International um, Religious Freedoms Act. Um, both the State Department's Office of International Religious Freedom and the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, so they're two different entities, um, were created in um, in the same year, but they are two separate entities. Uh, the United States Commission uh, on, on Religious Freedom is a Congress-funded independent commission. Okay, it's not part of any executive branch of the U.S. government. The nine commissioners are appointed, three by the president, three by the Senate, and three by the House of Representatives. Uh, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Commission on International um, Religious Freedom is charged by making non-binding policy recommendations to the president, the secretary of state, the and Congress with respect to matters involving international religious freedom. Uh, The United States Center for Religious Freedom um, makes non-binding recommendations to the Secretary of State uh, uh, about the designations of countries of particular concern, which which the Secretary takes into account in her decision. Only the Secretary of State, acting on behalf of the President, designates this um, designates the countries of particular concern. Now, it prepares an annual report, which should not be confused with the State Department's International Religious Freedom, because there's one U.S. Commission and there's one State Department International uh, Office of International Freedom. Um, so uh, the U.S. Uh, Commission on International Religious Freedom prepares an annual report, which should not be confused with the State Department's report, and is usually focused only on those countries uh, it deems to have emerged in or it tolerated violations of religious freedoms. The USCIRF, as it's known, reports are also non-binding policy recommendations to the executive and legislative branches of government. So, 
basically, it, it was sanctioned in 1998 through International Freedom Act. Um, there are two commissions. One is the U.S. Commission uh, that is funded by the Congress, um, but is not is not allied, is not governed by them. And the president, the Senate, and uh, three of the House of Representatives uh, appoint um, the commissioners. Um, basically, that's it. And then you have the State Department. That State Department is completely different, belongs to the U.S. government, and um, totally, um, basically, they're, they're totally uh, dependent and controlled by the, the U.S. government. Now, um, the U.S. Commission of International Religious Freedoms, um, in my mind, look, we're not even going to go there right now because I think they're absolutely, I don't see who they are to sit and pass moral judgment. Now, let's see um, who makes them up, okay? We're going to see who makes them up. Who are the commissioners? Like I said, three appointed by the president, three appointed by uh, the Senate, and three appointed by uh, the Speaker of the House of Representatives. So you have Nari Turkle. Uh, he's an Uyghur um, American attorney. Uh, Uyghurs are the ones being persecuted in, um, in China. Um, I think he's Muslim. Um, not sure over here. Um, yeah, absolutely. He is. He was born in a detention center in Kashgar, the cultural uh, Kashi, uh, cultural revolution. Um, his father was associated associated with Yuga nationalists, and his mother was intended uh, interned also. Um, in 1991. He was admitted to uh, China and Northwest Shanghai province. In 1995, he received his bachelor's degree and went to the U.S. for higher education, never returning to China. Um, and he has a master's degree in international relations. So he is one. Uh, you have Abraham Cooper, a vice chair. David Curry. Um, you have Frederick Davy. Shannon Kleinman, uh, an American Kleinbaum, sorry an American rabbi who serves as a spiritual leader of New York. Uh, Muhammad Majid, appointed by Joe Biden. Okay, He's the executive religious director, all Dulles area Muslim society. Uh, chairman, International Interfaith Peace Corps, co-president, religion, uh, religions for peace, co-founder, multi-faith neighbors. Uh, goodness, this is not worth it to me, but anyway. Stephen Schneck, also um, appointed by Joe Biden. Eric Uland and Frank Wolf. So you have um, two Muslims, one Jewish, um, and the rest all Christian. Abrahamic supremacy is what I say. Okay, take a look at this, my friend. You can see this. Abrahamic supremacy at its best. All Abrahamic groups talking about religious freedom over here. Okay. Let me tell you, the refugees on this planet, if you go to the UN refugee, uh, UNHR, SCHR.com on the internet, and you will see the religious freedoms, um, you see the refugees of the world, 90% of them are coming from Abrahamic groups. 
Abrahamic countries are generating the most amount of refugees on this planet. India, who has so many people, is genera generating only not even a percent, one percent of refugees on this planet. Not even one percent. So, yes, my dear friends, this is a problem, but all of them are talking about religious freedom. They cannot get along with each other. They've spent 3,000 years fighting butchering each other, killing each other. The, every time you have a problem, you will have someone from the Abrahamic groups um, from the back stabbing you, uh, doing something, talking about victimhood, talking about how they are refugees, but they cannot get it straight. Their ideology is absolutely flattered and they've been fighting for so long, you don't even know who, they don't even know how long they've been fighting for. They've been fighting for so long, they don't know why they are fighting for. And they're fighting for so long, they cannot even recognize each other anymore. But they are there and they are now forming commissions in order to do one thing, to derogate and denigrate other people. Classic, 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 classic. So let's go one more. Uh, now, the UN uh, United States Commission talks about one thing. It talks a lot about India. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to show it to you on India. The countries of Countries of concern, the recommendations. Okay, Afghanistan, Algeria, Azerbaijan, Bahrain, Burma, Central African Republic, China, Cuba, Egypt, Eritrea, India, Indonesia, Iran, Iraq, Kazakhstan, Malaysia, Nicaragua, Nigeria, North Korea, Pakistan, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Sri Lanka, Vietnam, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Turkey, Tajikistan, Syria, and Sudan. What is their... What is their goal, my dear friend? What 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 is their goal? Here 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 is their actual notes. Okay, religious freedom conditions in India are taking a drastic turn downwards, with national and various state government tolerating widespread harassment and violence against religious minorities. General butter and jam that they put across all their bread. This is typical flatter theory, okay? The BJP-run government enacted citizen, uh, Citizenship Amendment Act, which provides a fast track to the Indian citizenship only for non-Muslim migrants from Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Pakistan, uh, and Pakistan already residing in India. Uh, this potentially exposes millions of Muslims to detention, deportation, and statelessness when the government completes its plan national register for citizens absolutely ridiculous and and a bunch of lies but anyway um this is what um this is what they are they even they're so condescending in their mind is that when the u.s department uh removed Nigeria and India from its list because the U.S. Commission is separate from the United States State Department. They were outraged by uh, the omission of Nigeria and India on the list. Um, there is no justification for the State Department's failure to recognize Nigeria and India as religious violators of religious freedom, as they each clearly meet the legal standards for designation uh, of countries of 
particular concern. USCIRF is tremendously disappointed that the state Secretary of State did not implement our recommendations and recognize the severity of religious freedom violations that both USCIRF and state departments have documented in these countries, says Nuri Turkle. Turkle. Here is a guy who is a, a Muslim from the Yugo board, and he's throwing off throwing he's throwing his trauma into onto India. Okay. The State Department's own reporting includes numerous examples of particular severe religious freedoms violations in Nigeria and India. He he's a he's a Muslim and he's talking, he has the gall to talk about India. Um he hasn't talked about how his central Asians came and violated India, the Indian subcontinent, for the better half of 800 years. For the better half of 800 years. Or his co-religious um, occupied this land, butchered and still butchering people for 1,300 years. It's not acceptable. It's just not acceptable. But no, he, he wants to talk about all of the above. Um, so basically, th this is what they have to say about India. Uh, they've got many publications. Their main goal is to degrade India. Their main goal, their systematic, they have it on their, on their, on their report. Uh, they're always on India's back. Their goal is to, is to repeat their Abrahamic condescending supremacy left right and center okay i mean this country 400 years ago was not even a country and they are talking to a 10,000 year old civilization 10,000 year old civilization and beyond 400 years ago they were not even a country in the last 50 years or 75 years they have bombed and killed more people and created more refugees than any country in the world the bulk of the refugees coming on the world are also from countries that they have bombed, that they have killed, they have commenced wars, they have funded wars, they have, they have funded genocides, but they will never talk about that. And the list of countries, um, if you look at them, the United States is not on, on the list. The United States is not considered a country of religious freedom. Can you believe that? Um, Canada is not a country of religious freedom. Never mind that the natives, you know, don't have a problem. The way the natives have been absolutely decimated. If you go, if you look at the map, you look at all over um, the Americas, they don't have a problem. Absolutely don't have a problem, even by mistake. Um, there is no nothing on the map that talks about the Americas having a problem. Yet there are refugees coming from um, refugees coming from South America going to North America by the millions, and that, that's not religious freedom. I mean, it's okay you don't have food. It's okay you don't have water. It's okay you don't have a job. It's okay you've been raped. Well, it's one Christian and another Christian, one one, uh, one South American Latino and another South American Latino. doesn't matter you don't have food, but it's okay as long as you are able to pray to some God who in the sky who has never helped you. Uh, that's okay. And so North and South America are not on the list. But India being this cow-loving country, a country with 1.4 billion people, a country that doesn't send people out 
uh, as refugees, not much at least, guess what? They are on the list because the relics of colonial empires who've lost their power and their hangover, they are not able to now convert across the board. Their atrocities have been coming to the table again and again. And because they have branded themselves as egalitarian uh, and they have, you know, spent the last 3,000 years of offloading their condescending supremacy on others, but now the hangover is over, this group uh, has now decided that, well, you know, it's time to start a commission after 3,000 years of gangbanging everyone. It's it's time to start a commission. And, and we're going to talk about all... Er- the atrocities that everyone else does who dares to stand up against us and offload our feudal hangover. Um, so you, you cannot say anything to them. That's why they've got only Muslims on the commission, Christians, and one Jewish. And they call about... I'm, surprising they, I'm surprised they don't have a Khalistani. I mean, they should have had a Khalistani on, you know, since you're going to gangbang the planet, why not? I mean, secondly, who gave them the moral authority to point fingers at others because the three fingers are pointing back at them? Who gave them the moral authority? In 1971, when, um, 1970, when there was a genocide in, in, in Bangladesh, in East Pakistan, funded by the United States, Pakistan, and, and allied with the Shah of Iran and, uh, and the King of Jordan, uh, allegedly. Um, did anyone talk about human rights? No, they've completely forgotten it. Oh, well, it's the past, you can't talk about it. You can only talk about now. Well, now the waves that are formed by the currents, those currents, those traumatic currents that have, have been embedded in our cycle, in our psychic, that's the currents that are forming the waves of today. How do you think you're going to to overcome that. Is the earth flat? But this is what Abrahamic groups are. The earth is flat, flat mentality. They look at everyone the same and on the same plane. And oh, because they're egalitarian, they don't understand currents and waves. And this is the problem uh, across the board. And now they've on India's case, because they talk about minorities, the only two minorities that are important for them are Christians and, and Muslims. Why? Because these are the two groups that came and colonized the Indian subcontinent. They took away our money, reduced our GDP to nothing, uh, never said sorry. They're still doing it to the back though. All they've done is rebranded their empires, their feudal imperial empires, um, with uh, into religions and now they're calling it fate so first they invade then they occupy you then they kill you and then after they force you if you want to survive to marry into into their communities or they'll take away your land um they'll have an economic pressure on you then after when they lose power there's a revolt they call it populism um and and basically at the end of the story uh they'll say oh no it's a fate you must believe in us so that's the long and short of the story of this un commission and it's absolutely condescending to them to do what they're doing uh they talk about here about uh citizenship act uh fast tracking uh indian citizenship for non for muslim for non-Muslim migrants. First of all, we fought a war in 1947. Okay, The war was fought and fought Muslims to have separate state. Fine, some went, some didn't go. That's okay. There was 1 million dead, 14 million displaced across the board. And two people who got caught in between 
still suffer today, and I'm a grandchild of partition. And it's, it's really difficult. Okay, so now we, we fought. Now the countries where apparently um, these countries fought, because they know, know they're not doing any well, they keep sending their refugees to for, as a demographic invasion of India because their goal to the back door is use religion and faith to still send refugees and change the demographics on the ground in India. That is important for them. When the Congress government was there, they gave him a, uh, the, the key to the to the cupboard, the key to the to the bank account, and they said, "Print your money, take your mafia, do what you want, as long as we get votes to stay in power." And so everything was going on. What happened during uh, the, the occupation, uh, Islamic occupation during the Mughal times, was still going on. People are still getting killed. The mafia uh, is the is the neo Mughals. The mafia on the ground in India are the neo-Mughals who continued what the Mughals did, uh, but under a new name. And now this time funded and okayed and sanctioned by the Indian National Congress. So they came and they wiped away our history books, changed history, brainwashed a new, civilized, uh, a new generation, um, kept kept their atrocities going, and no one said anything. In 1970, when there was a genocide and people left and fled uh, Bangladesh, they never came. And now they still want to come, and after all the fighting that's gone on, and the, all the fighting in their countries, they still want to come. And we have to give everyone space, space, space. 1.4 billion people, but we still have to give them space. Why did you fight for a country in the first place? Why did you why did you have one million um, dead and fourteen million um, fourteen million um, one million dead and fourteen million of of the people displaced? And now you want to come back, or is it a demographic invasion? And now if we do not let them back, we are discriminatory. These are the people who call you who are called religious minorities, and of course they don't like it. The, the the point here is why don't you why don't the, the Saudis take them? Why do the Emirates take them? Why don't doesn't the Middle East countries take them? How about Brunei take them? No, but their goal is not they don't care about Muslims. They do not really care one single bit about Muslims. They only care about one thing and one thing only, destroying everyone who does not submit to their hegemony and to their supremacy. That's what they care about. Covering this planet with a blanket of Abrahamic supremacy, supremacists. That is what they want long and short of the story. Anyone who doesn't submit to them, they start a condescending commission. That commission is then bringing out a list of countries who doesn't submit to their ideology. And then afterwards, all they have to say is we're victims and everyone's bad. Please put, uh, please put handcuffs on them. This is the long and short of the story. But no, you can't go against them because they've got money and they've got power. And the end of the day, it's money and power. So what else is are they using to try and stop? Why is what else is the reason why they're trying to stop? Well, here's another point: the de-dollarization. De-dollarization of the dollar is a big thing. If if the world starts de-dollarization, then guess what? Uh, you got a problem. The U.S. has got a problem. So they have to stop it. They have to stop the economic clout of the countries involved. Who are the countries involved? Uh, South Africa, uh, Brazil, China, India. Some of the 
um, some of the countries that are involved in BRICS. So if you degrade them, negate them, uh, destroy them, uh, create civil unrest on the inside, guess what? Then you'll have economic instability because the government will not be stable. People will have a bad image of you. People will not do business with you. And when you don't have business, you don't have economics. When you don't have economics, you have nothing. The country falls down. And that's what they want. They want India to fall down. Uh, they do not like India rising. They do not like that a cow-loving nation who doesn't send so many refugees in the world doesn't like it. Uh, can, will not submit to them. They don't like that India did not ally with them with, during the Iraq war. India did not ally with them during the Ukrainian war. Uh, India did not ally with them um, against all their wars in Yemen and Afghanistan. Um, India went against them in Bangladesh and where they, they killed and raped up to 3, 3 million people out of which a bulk of them, huge bulk of them were Hindus. They will never talk about this, but they will talk about their condescending report where India has to be banned. So they want to ban every single Indian agency in the United States. Ban sanction all Indian agencies. I mean, don't do business with them. Don't let them do business with us and put pressure on them to stop every single Indian agency in the United States. By doing so, people are going to get angry. Uh, the Indians over there are going to get angry. Then they're going to appeal to India to st not to vote for Modi. And then after what will happen is Modi will be uh, unceremoniously um, unelected from power. And there they go. Now they have a free hand to continue their raiding of their colonialism uh, through the back door, through faith and religion. So faith and religion is just a blanket to continue their uh, Abrahamic colonization through the back door. That's all it is. It, the wars are not over. The, the feudal empires are not over. Don't, don't get your uh, hopes up. The, democracy is only a front, my dear friends. Democracy is a front. Uh, behind the scenes, feudalism is still going on. They still want power and they still want control. Only thing now they're doing it through the guise of religion and faith. So through religion and faith, they keep you as a slave. And then after they invade your country and talk about, oh, religion of peace, my peace, religions living together. It's just a colonization of your mind to submit to their brainwashing where they can control the economics around you, macro and micro, and at the end of the day, destroy any civilization they want to destroy uh, to their, uh, to their, um, to the detriment of the civilizations they have, uh, uh, they, they will, uh, they will overtake finally. And then afterwards, they will put their, your, your statues and your civilization in their museums, like you have in the British Museum, like you have in, in the, the States, all over the world. Um, you see, uh, recently, everyone's talking about the Kohinoor, Kohinoor, Kohinoor. One person, one side's got the Kohinoor is, is the United Kingdom. Then there's also the Kohinoor has another group. Uh, Kohinoor has another uh, has something else. Um, Koino also has uh, the 
I think it's, I, I'm not sure exactly what the name is. Uh, there's another diamond that's similar to the uh, Koino diamond, belongs to India, uh, but is in Iran. No one has the courage to absolutely talk to them and say, give it back. We want the British to give the Koino back, but they want, they don't want Iran. The peacock, co co the peacock throne is in Iran, uh, stolen by Nader Shah, who invaded India. Um, so you see the plenty of stuff around the place. No one's willing to give it back, but they're talking about uh, religious freedoms being um, criminalized in India. Can you believe that? Um, First of all, give all your statues and your gold and your diamonds back. Then we'll talk about how, how religious a minority you are. You can't be a religious minority if you've got stuff that belongs to other countries in your, in your, in your bank account, in your uh, central government, um, in your museums. You've got our artwork in your museums. It is time to give it back. Then don't talk about religious minorities because no one cares about your narrative about religious minorities when you've taken things that don't belong to you and you're still through the back door negating and doing everything to divide our country, destroy a civilization in order to impose yours. But it will not happen because we are cyclic. We are not flat. The earth is not flat. The earth is cyclic. We are currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. We can heal. We can rise up by offloading the baggage, gaining the knowledge, offloading these narratives and healing and understand we're all the same ocean. There's no religion that divides us. There's no label that divides us. It's just the perception of your mind. We are all the same water of the same ocean and we roam and we move in currents and waves. And if you want to heal, take time, go back to the drawing board, every junction into an intellectual laboratory, layer after layer after layer, gain that knowledge, have that conversation, debate, listen to other points of view, and then you will heal. On that note, I wish you all the very best. I thank you for your time and I wish you uh, healing, a lot of healing, my friends. Uh, don't ever submit to any, uh, any supremacist ideology and you'll be free. Thank you for your time. You have yourself a great, great day.